Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Just Be Podcast, episode one. Today, we are going to talk about a little bit of a touchy subject, and that's how it's going to be, trying to avoid a lot of the nonsense out there. Let's just get to the case. We're going to talk about eating disorders, and uh, I'd like to introduce to you guys your podcastee, Britt Rogan. Hello, guys. Um, today, we want to talk about eating disorders. Uh, I think that it's something that a lot of people don't like to be open about or express it uh, out of fear, shame, uh, guilt that you encumber every single day, Um, especially in my realm of being a personal trainer and having clients and me being able to get comfortable with the fact that I'm there and you have to teach people how to eat while still reminding yourself how to eat for yourself. So I guess shame. Let's start with shame. Shame. It's the one thing that we always, and if you don't know, I'm Pete. Um, I'm a male with eating disorders. So we tried to hit two in one, one piece here. I also have been through that realm of shame because it's kind of the the thing you develop, you know? You're shameful to be wrong, I guess, or be perfect. You're shameful for not being perfect. Is that what we're shameful of mainly? It's hard to – because there's so many factors that that you get shameful of in this whole thing, you know? Whether if I ate too much, I'm ashamed of doing it, or I ate too little, I'm ashamed of it, or I'm just ashamed of the actual label. Yeah. You know, I think that's more of it. Like if, thank God I'm, we're more comfortable saying so now, but it still does irk me personally a little bit knowing that I have to say that I was or am, you know? I think uh, shame for me was being, uh, at one point, 200 pounds, uh, being bullied as a kid on a constant basis, and then getting to a point where I'm a completely different person, and it's still like, oh, you look so good, and then it's the shame of where you were, and then it's the shame of where you are now. It's still not being enough sometimes. So... I think um, I think that's really really hard, and I see a lot of a lot of people struggling with it. Um, I don't know, self included, right? Yeah. I mean, most of the time when you're talking through this microphone, you you are self talking or self healing um, in the process because you still go through the the phases or the um, thoughts behind. The thing, like the, the big thing, right? Whatever your eating disorder is, it's multiple different forms. Not everyone is um, the same or have the same route. Some people just have that same relation, bad relationship with our food, our self-image, um, and that strive for perfection. So like you said before, if you always feel like it's never enough. You know, and I always wondered, like, what was it to me what made things not ever enough? 
you know? And to you, you just said it, like, being fat and bullied, we kind of got that negative, not connotation, but that negative, like, stigma. No. That's that word. There was this, you were too much all the time for everyone. So you have to make yourself smaller. Right. So. You're different. Yeah. You're just different. Yeah. You know, we're fat. Same. So you get beat up. And then with that beat up, now you're saying, I'm getting beat up because I'm fat. You know, and I don't want this anymore. So we find any way or the easiest way that we know how to, to, to rid of our fat or that image of what we, we connect ourselves to. You know, and I worked super hard to not be fat. Like, but it became uncontrollable to the point of working out three times a day, mm-hmm. eating like practically nothing or whatever diet I was on. Um, but then the episodes of the binging because I just couldn't take it anymore. And then the secret society life of not telling anyone anything, but pretending I had allergies because I would come out of the bathroom with swollen eyes and smell of that smell on your breath i don't think anyone really knows what it is but if you 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 have binge and purge you know exactly the taste of guilt that you have after doing so but also at the same time like hey i got away with it again and no one notices you know it's like no one notices this how can you not notice this i think that people notice yeah yeah okay I think when I was going through it, uh, people noticed and they didn't want to say it. And I think that's when I realized and I came to terms with the fact that it is what I was suffering from, I kind of confronted everyone. And I said, why didn't anyone say this? You know, my close family, my friends, and there was probably maybe one or two that called me out to my face. No, I'm just my nerves. I'm sick. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got, you kind of get angry. And now, you know, I haven't... Binging probably is a lot more harder to control than the purging aspect. Right. Purging I haven't in a really, really long time. Um, but, you know, why? Like, why? For what? You know, why empty yourself out into nothingness to make yourself feel full it's fear it's the fear of going back to the little girl that got beat up for being Mm -hmm. fat you know that's it the the weakness that was brought to you from being not the same as everyone else you know being different than everybody and then when you get into a healthier lifestyle and in a realm that exists and it's your profession. You now you're you're different than everyone else again. You know, right. different from the average person because the average person doesn't have as much knowledge because you are. That's that's yeah. where your head's at. You're on the pedestal apparently, and now you are now in a different way to strive to hold on to that perfection or that body or that icon image that people probably look mm-hmm. at you as. You know, um, for me, I feel like. No one knew because no one would think that a guy would go do that. Yeah. You know, that's why I think maybe no one even would even think that I would do it because it doesn't make sense for a guy to binge and purge. It doesn't make sense. So they would just think 
nothing of it, probably, when I was coming out of the bathrooms with swollen eyes and his breath, you know? I mean, they believed it. Maybe that's why yours was so much easier because females are supposed to be the ones that are yeah. doing it, right? There's, they all have eating disorders, apparently. Um, but never, no one ever looked at the guy. And they, Inside, you know, you know, it's kind of yeah. imposed on you. Yeah. yeah. Order salad. If you're getting, you're getting a burger, right. how many times people are like, you're, you're going to eat all of that? Right. Hell yeah, I'm going to eat all of that. Right. It just worked out for two hours. Like, right. I'm going to eat right. two meals. Right. So. It's extended type in. Yeah. They, don't, they don't think that you're going you're gonna to do it. So how did you overcome it? By coming to realization that it was wrong. Like I didn't know, not wrong, but like it wasn't, it was holding me back to what I was putting food and fitness on top of my life. It was overwhelmingly the most thing, the the biggest thing in my life and like nothing else really mattered around it. You know, like it, it would be the thing that kind of stopped me in my tracks and I didn't want that anymore. Like I didn't want to, I want to make sure that people knew about this and that it was like, it's not, it's, it's hard to get out of by yourself. You know, it's hard to do it. And I, I didn't know until I actually went to therapy that all these little things that I did were connected to the actual disorder, you know, where all these steps and processes in my, in my daily life were actually triggering um, more bad than good. Um, and that's when I kind of knew. I didn't really know until I came to went to actual therapy, and I was just getting sick of it controlling me. I got sick of hiding. I got sick of people not knowing. I, I got sick of being a liar. You know, I'm lying to people's faces when I'm supposed to be that icon. Yeah. Um, and this was like, you know, this was a couple of years ago. It wasn't anything, you know, like long ago. I just it just finally came out. I started when I was like 15. Um, because I had to make weight and stuff like that, but it didn't go away. I didn't stop binging and purging. I still binge, you know, I still eat like a lot. And sometimes I don't know how to control that, but there's not a day or a minute that goes by of me thinking of going to the bathroom and disappearing for a good 15 minutes, taking a shower because I feel dirty. And I would take showers too all the time because I just felt dirty. I felt filthy. Like I felt disgusting after doing it. I don't have to take a shower, but at the same time with the shower came throw up because now I could clean myself afterwards and no one knew I thought I was just taking a shower you know so that was like my routine that was my thing but it's not it's still a struggle like there's points where I do lose control for the sake of just having a good time and like you know, I'm with my friends we're all eating and like I don't want you know I like I like eating but I do can and will get to a point of disgustingness that I don't feel good about mm-hmm. myself and I know my answer but I know what the right answer is you know, I know my answer. I can do it. I have no problem pulling the trigger. None. But I know that'll set me back and it's just not going to, it's not the answer for me anymore. Yeah. You know. Do you think that uh, food is just another, you replace it with anything else? And yeah. the, it's a disease in itself. Yeah. I say it's, it, I, it, food has the attachment of suffering. Like it, it either makes me feel good when I'm yeah. suffering or make, or I do it to, it's kind of a, a thing, you know, and that's where I don't want it to be. I don't, I, I'm now at a point where I don't, it doesn't, it's just food now. It's no longer a thing to me. Whereas it's, I got to avoid this or else I'm going to get fat. Or if I do this now, the food is higher than I am than my, myself being, you know, and I don't want that. To, I didn't want that to be anymore. So what about you? When did you know? I guess when I started teaching other people how to live healthy. Um, 
it started with realizing how much it interfered with my life on a daily basis with hanging out with friends, family, a place to put my, uh, my OCD to say, Mm. um, my relationship to it was, I was really fat and I ate everything as a kid. And then, um, I was really skinny and I ate nothing. And then you get a blood transfusion and you make yourself physically ill and you're, you're passing out and you just keep saying that it's allergies sometimes or, you know, and then you step back and you start working out on a daily basis. You start learning more and then you start seeing other people reacting the same way that you are and other people, I guess, have opened that realm to it. And, you know, I think at this point, you it's about balance. It's about balancing emotions on a daily basis. Uh, same way as, you know, you do with anxiety or anything like that. It's just, you know your triggers as much as you can, and you have to try to release the shame and the guilt on a daily basis and perfection isn't going to be Hmm. perfect. Right. It's really, really messy and not attainable, but you can try You try to make better choices and give yourself the cookie without feeling like you don't deserve a cookie. (laughs) We all deserve cookies. We all deserve cookies. We all deserve a cookie (laughs) without the, the hate that's going to come after it, you know? It's a cookie. It's a cookie. We could step on it. I know what your body doesn't like. <laughs> because yeah. even if you give it to it, it's going to it's gonna tell you that it doesn't <laughs> like it. Right, exactly. <laughs> Something, some other thing will happen um, with that. But we always say, like, you know, it's as much as we laugh at sometimes uh, at ourselves with the situation that we have, it is a serious topic. Um, and if you are that person, like, what I would always suggest is, if you are listening to this podcast, is maybe go see some help. Like, there's nothing wrong with going to someone for something that you know you're having trouble with. Like, if you were having trouble in math and you're in school, most likely you'd probably get a tutor. Right. And right now, maybe you're, you're having trouble with something that's going to be life threatening to you. You know, it can completely put a hinder on your life, um, just as it did with Brit as well as myself. And you just look at it as that. Like, I just want to seek some help so I can become a better person. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. And I just want to make sure that you guys, if you are, if it is something that you're afraid to come out to, you could always reach out to us um, here. And or if not, just go to a local counselor or even just start somewhere and just open up to it. Yeah. Um, that is probably your best bet. And you will you know, find your way to recovery as well. If it wasn't for Crank, you know, <clears throat> for here and the people that have been through it. Right. Go to someone who's been through it um, is my recommendation. Yeah. And they're going to tell you all the things they've done wrong in order to try to get it right. And it'll make you feel less alone. I think that's the whole point is to always just feel less alone in struggle. Um, But that's... I think that's it. Yeah. That's a great closing. So... Let's stop feeling less alone. Yeah. Reach out if you need to. Again, I'm Brittany. 
repeat. <laughs> and make sure you guys uh, tune in. If you guys are on um, Anchor or on iTunes, please do me a favor and uh, just review us. Give us a nice five-star review. Tell us how it is. You know, we're just starting it out uh, in the channel. And let us know if there's anything you want to hear about because we'd love to hear your voice as much as you guys want to hear our voices. So we'll see you guys later. Episode one. Done and out. Be well.